Welcome back to another episode of Tips and Tricks with your favorite destination coach, Danielle Shelton. Today, I have a very special guest, Miss Susan Gabriel. How are you doing, Susan? I'm great. Thank you. All right. So, Susan, we were matched on Podmatch, um, which says that we have a lot in common. So before I kind of start digging, what is it that you do, Susan? Uh, right now, I'm an entrepreneur. I have my own business, uh, publishing books. I have a team of about eight people that work for me. And um, it's, it's still a new business. So we're still in the launching phase. But the name of the company is called Soul Sunshine. Mm. And that's Sunshine, S-O-N-S-H-I-N-E. Uh, because we're all Christians and we feel like, um, you know, we we look for the son of God's uh, light to shine on us as reflected light. And we can, you know, in turn, pass that light on to others. I love that. I really I really I, I love that. One of the things that I read um, is that you have a best selling book. Yes, and the title I do. of this book really kind of made me be like, huh, I need, I need more detail. <laughs> so when I read the title, Wills of Injustice, the part, the second part is what made me be like, okay, I need, I need some more. <laughs> so what's the second, saving, saving child my the child, child from the child savers. Yes. Saving my child from the child savers. Okay. Give, give us some detail on child savers. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it was a situation that happened back in the eighties um, and it's not the kind of situation that you would expect, because when you think of child savers, you think of people who come in and, and take children out of bad situations and, mm -hmm. and save them and put them into a better situation. But in my case, they came in and saved my child who did not need to be saved and put her in a much worse situation than she had been in in our own home, which was there was no problem. Um, so, uh, it, it took three years before I was actually able to get my daughter back in my home again, um, living with us and the, the horrible circumstances that we went through, all of the things that, that transpired, the things that happened that were extremely unfair. Um, mm. I go through all that in my book and, uh, many people come away saying they can't believe all that happened. Uh, it is hard to believe, <laughs> even even for me. I felt like, and I described this in the book, that I felt like I had been dropped on another planet because oh, wow. the kinds of things that happened are things you don't expect to happen in our justice system. You mm. think of, you know, innocent until proven guilty. You think that people are going to treat you fairly. And when you're not treated fairly, it, it's it's a really hard thing to take that kind of unfairness is really hard to forgive. Right. And so one of the things I learned was forgiveness, you know, how to forgive people, even though they're not looking for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. um, but I have to give them forgiveness in my heart and move on because that's the only way, you know, that I can continue having a, a productive life. Yeah. Because for when, when you forgive, you're not really forgiving for the other people. It really is. It's for you. Because yes. not being able to forgive holds you captive to whatever it is that person did. And it heightens those triggers. Yes, that's true. It does. 
So when you when you talk about your instances in your in your book, tell me how your book connects um, connects your audience with God. How do those two join? Yeah, um, I was born and raised um, in a Lutheran church, so I grew up in the church. Um, I always felt like I was a Christian, but when when it, I, my faith was tested during this period of time. Um, I lost it. I really did not have uh, the kind of faith that was able to carry me through. Uh, at one point, I even tried to commit suicide. Mm. Um, I, I, I hit the bottom. I really did. And, and it was because I, I didn't let God handle it. I didn't believe that he was handling it. I felt like if he loved me and if he was really there, that he would have changed the situation. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when, when the situation isn't changing and you keep praying and praying and nothing changes, in fact, and it gets worse, then you start, well, at least for me, I started doubting whether God even existed. I reached you know, a point. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I reached my lowest point. Um, I reached and I told God I did not believe in him anymore. And mm -hmm. I said, I'm not going to believe in you anymore, God, because I don't see how you could possibly exist. And if you really do exist, you're going to have to prove it to me. So from that point on, uh, I did not actively pursue God. I did not pray anymore. Um, I just tried not believing. Mm. Um, it was, it, it, of course, praying is kind of a habit after a while. <laughs> you still, still kind of slip in a prayer or two, but you know, he, he ended up showing me that he was really there and it wasn't because he fixed my situation. Um, he reassured me that he was there through a lot of different, very small actions. Mm -hmm. You know, I might hear, hear something on the radio that just really clicked for me and, and reminded me of God said, he loves me, for example, yeah. or, or, or that, for example, God told me, you know, kind of like in a, in a one moment that um, he was going to expose what had happened. Because mm. I was afraid it was going to just keep happening to other people, you know, that they were going to be able to continue doing what they were doing, and they were doing it to keep the funding coming. So uh -huh. they had motivation to keep, you know, taking children out of their home. Mm. And uh, I, I wanted it, I wanted this to be exposed so badly. And um, I, I heard this boy, uh, this verse on the radio about um, about God exposing things, if those things uh, will eventually come to light. Yes. Um, there's a verse about that. And, and that was just, it was like a loudspeaker in the car. And it, it so I started thinking, well, maybe, maybe that's going to happen. Maybe he will bring this to light and other people will see it and, and then they can change it. And, you know, it will be better for everybody in the long run. Well, it turned me into an activist. <laughs> wow. For a while, yeah. I couldn't, I, I just couldn't stop talking about what had happened to us. And I, and I just kept, I, 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 I wrote letters to the editor. I went on speaking tours. Mm. Um, I went, went on the radio, uh, on, on TV programs, everything, uh, trying to 
get people's attention. And we finally were, we ended up being written about in um, a national magazine article, Ms. Magazine, and in a book. Uh, and then we ended up on the Today Show. So wow. I finally, finally got the word out. Uh, and and the funny thing was, after that happened, um, the Department of Social Services who had taken her away, they decided they wanted to work with us. And at that point, yeah, <laughs> yeah, at that point, uh, we had the opportunity to be on a task force with them to change the laws. That yeah. is a tremendous story and testimony about what it about seeing the middle through I think that's where my podcast keeps mm -hmm. landing mm -hmm. because there are so many people that are in their middle and when they are struggling and they're in their middle they feel hopeless mm -hmm. they feel like God has left them and they don't want to get to the after so they end things and yeah. I think it is tremendously brave for you to share that you had a suicide attempt because there are so many people in that space. And I hope my audience is listening because I continue to, it, it is set in my heart to let people know that there is an after. Mm -hmm. The middle yes. is hard. You will struggle in the middle. And it will seem like there is no way out, but that moment is not a forever moment. It is a teaching moment and a growing moment. And then there is an after. So the goal is not to lose yourself in the middle. Mm -hmm. What helped you not lose yourself in the middle? Because you made, you made it through mm -hmm. and you pushed your, you pushed yourself to another side. Mm -hmm. But there are some people who don't, who don't, who just give up. Yeah. And I really, I don't know of anything. I'd have to give God the, the credit for that because mm -hmm. I, of myself, I don't think I really had the strength to do that on my own. Um, I, because I was, I was very, very upset and disturbed by the situation. When I decided to kill myself, I did it in such a way that I said, uh, nobody is ever going to find me. I mm. grew up in the mountains west of Colorado, and um, I intended for nobody to ever find me or find my body. I was just mm. finished. So, so it was, I was really at the end, at yeah. the absolute end. And I told God, you know, you're going to have to perform a miracle here if you want me to live. And he did. And I describe all that in the book, but you know, I did not have the strength in myself to keep going, but somehow God just kept pulling me through. Uh, mm. And I totally agree with what you said. There is an after. And, yeah. um, you know, just to hang on, uh, to, to keep knowing and thinking about that someday things are going to change Yeah, is so important. I mean, I'm sorry now, of course, that I I was unfaithful to God when he was faithful to me the whole time. Mm. But um, it, it's one of those things that you don't know until after, like you said, there's an after. And once, once you know it, if, you know, if a person could project themselves into the future and see it, yeah, you know, that's another thing. 
So maybe that's- <laughs> But you know, God doesn't give give previews. He's no, like, no, he you gotta you gotta trust me. I know what I'm doing. And you're like, just give yeah. me a snippet. Just give yeah. me a preview. <laughs> and he's like, no, just you gotta trust me. I don't give I don't give snippets and previews. No. Trust you, me. Right. And we all go through this. I mean, you know that you know so many other people have gone through it when you hear songs, you know, yes. that are written for people who have gone through this kind of thing, who are in the middle. And uh, they're, you know, just to keep going and keep going. And that's, that's the, that's the difficult part, but that's the only thing you can do is to keep going. Every day, every day. Yep. Sometimes I, I struggle with depression and anxiety and there are, there were times when just getting out of the bed was a struggle, but then it's a, it's an everyday minute by minute. I got up. Now I'm going to put my feet on the floor. Now I'm going to make my way into the bathroom. Now I'm going to put clothes on. It's a minute by minute. Like you got to push yourself through mm-hmm. those moments to even get the opportunity to see the other side. And when I tell you guys, the other side is so much brighter. Yes, it really <laughs> is. It really is. I mean, God has blessed me so much. Um, things are just, you know, wonderful at this point so tell me about your today show experience i gotta hear about this <laughs> that tell was me about that experience interesting well we what someone contacted me a man mm-hmm. uh said he <clears throat> was writing a book about the uh the problems in the uh, department of social services and the child protection system mm-hmm. and he wanted to write about our story because he had heard about it he'd actually read about it in his magazine so we met with him. He wrote up our story. It was a chapter. It ended up being an entire chapter in, in his book. And the Today Show decided that they wanted to have him on as a guest. Mm. So they had him on as a guest. And then they wanted to feature someone who he had featured in his book. So they contacted us. Well, they sent a crew out, a, f- a film crew out to our house. And they uh, interviewed us. They they took footage of us walking down to the park with our bear, our dog named Bear, <laughs> and uh, you know just doing some some casual things. And then they interviewed uh, my husband and myself. And then they interviewed my daughter that they had taken. By then she was back home and living with us again. And they they you know shielded her identity. Oh, and good. so, so, you know, you couldn't really tell who it was, mm-hmm. but they, they did a really good job on the interview. It was really, really well done. And uh, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I bet that's a, you have such an interesting story and I'm so glad I had the opportunity to speak with you and to hear your story and for the audience to hear your story. So where can we find your book? Um, my book is for sale on Amazon uh, as well as Barnes and Noble and, you know, just about any book bookstore that you can um, uh, order books from. Uh, it's an ebook uh, and on it's also available on Amazon as a paperback and a hardback and also mm-hmm. in large print and also an audio book that I narrate myself. Nice. Yeah. All right, Susan, before we close out, I'd like to turn the tables on myself and give my guests an opportunity if they have one to ask me a question. So is there a question that you have for me? Um, yeah, um, you mentioned that uh, sometimes you um, feel have a depression 
that in anxiety. Do you feel like that's something that you were born with, or do you feel like it's something that just happened due to experiences that you've had in the past? Yeah, I definitely don't feel like I was born with it. Um, I, I feel like it came at a time in my life where everything was kind of whirling out of control and I was trying to find some sense of control. And every time I tried to control something, something else would spin out of control. Um, and I'm a perfectionist by nature. So that's the part that gets me because if I can't control it and I can't fix it, then it's spinning out of control. And then when I get control of something else and I feel like I fixed it, then something else spirals. So it, it, I was in several different situations all at one time that started to create an anxiety where I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. So I started to then try to anticipate, right? So I'm like, mm -hmm. if I can anticipate what's going to happen, then I can fix it before it, before it breaks. And then I can, so then I started kind of going into like a, a spiral of trying to, <laughs> trying yeah. to fix everything before it happened. But as you know, and I know, you have no idea what's going to happen. No. Your, your personality type sounds exactly like mine. <laughs> yeah, you're just, you're just spinning. You're just trying yeah. to like, if I can control this, if I can control that. And then eventually you get to a place where you realize you have very little control over anything, yes. um, but you do have control over how you handle situations and how you allow them to guide your choices. Mm -hmm. um, so I had to get to that place, but the depression was kind of like, um, it kind of was a subset of not being able to control things. Mm -hmm. So they came in a package. It yeah. was like stuff whirling out of control. And then the anxiety came because I couldn't control it. And then the depression came because I was anxious and it was just like a, a downward spiral. Yeah. Um, but I realized that the enemy uses that spiral um, and turns it on like a record, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like a song that won't stop playing in your head. And then yes. you hear all of the things that went wrong, all of the things that you didn't fix, all of the things that you couldn't do right. And then it just uh -huh. plays over and over and over again. And it becomes like a song. Yeah. I realized depression is so active that I had to be just as active. So I had to feed myself good stuff and listen to good stuff and write down good stuff. I really had to dig deep into myself and really had to be like, this depression thing plays in my mind over and over and over again about the things I didn't do right or I couldn't do right. So now I have to counteract that with things that I know God has provided me for, provided for me and things that I know that I've done right and things that I know, and it's okay if I don't do it right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I had to, when I, once I got to the, it's okay if it's not right, that was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've <laughs> got to be the same personality type that I am. Do you know your Myers-Briggs personality type? Oh, no, I don't. I don't know. I did that so long ago. No, I don't even remember what it was. Yeah, you sound it, what you're describing is exactly the same kinds of things that I went through and why I had so much trouble. You, I call it my brain is circling the drain mm -hmm. overthinking <laughs> because yeah. that's how it feels. Yeah, because you, you're like, if I can get this and I can get this and then, you know, life plays out the way that it plays out. 
But I think that's why I have such a heart for trying to help people get through their middle. Yeah. Because I know what it's like to be stuck in the middle and stuck in that cycle. And I know how tricky the enemy can be when you're in the middle and then the enemy turns that record on and it's like all of the bad things, all of the things you can't control, all of the stuff that you did. Like it it definitely plays. So you gotta be mindful of forgiving yourself. And yes. I had to figure that part out. And a lot of people don't figure it out. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, mistakes. And that's just is what it is. Right. That's absolutely the the truth. That's that's just the way it is. All right. Well, we are going to wrap up here. This was such an awesome talk. And I will absolutely be looking for your book. And when I purchase my copy, I always take a picture. When I talk to authors, I want to support them. So I always take a picture and, and hold it up. So once I get my copy, I will absolutely let you know. But Susan, thank you so much for coming on Tips and Tricks and telling your story. It's greatly appreciated. Thank you. I really appreciate your inviting me. All right, guys, this has been another episode of Tips and Tricks with your favorite destination coach, Danielle Shelton and Susan Gabriel. We'll see you guys later.